Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast, back from hiatus after uh, the spring weather has sprung and we have sprung back into action here. It's me as always, Grande Steve, with co-host Danny. Danny, how has your time since Super Bowl 54 been? Not not grande Danny on the sticks here. Uh pretty good. I've been uh pleased with the Steelers offseason thus far. Been a pretty uh, a lot of of breaking news kind of offseason eventful, so to speak. Uh thought they did because I was more pleased with this draft in the past couple, so that's good. Uh in the terms of the personal life, not a whole lot. Started uh, the home home searching process which is stressful as hell the market's mm. still crazy yeah uh good luck with that we had to pretty much have a small miracle happen for us to be in this house right now yeah uh, grateful for that and uh yeah i guess my my life's been pretty good pretty a-okay uh, i had a Fun time at UFC Charlotte this past weekend. Was planning on doing a, a pre-pod for that uh, with some picks, and I ended up going plus sixteen units on the on the day at UFC Charlotte. So I did crush that, and I've been doing pretty well with UFC uh, overall since football season ended. And I'm going to start passing those winnings on to you. Uh, we'll start giving out weekly picks at at the least on Twitter. We're gonna start doing soccer and UFC picks here to get you through the dog days of summer. Although soccer's kind of wrapping up too, but at least at least we'll have some UFC going on. And but, but fuck baseball, we will never discuss baseball on this podcast. If I have anything to say about it, Pi- Pirates. Well, no, fuck the That's Pirates. True. They they got my hopes up just to fucking kick me right in the balls. So they stink now. They're they're about to be back to five hundred. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is not a baseball pod unless no. the pirates the pirates rattle off a streak like that again. We may have we may interject with a small small baseball segment. But until also, that happens, yeah, my one baseball tip is the Guardians, the Indians, they seem to win every month of July. They seem to just get hot as fuck in July. And I kind of notice that every year. So maybe July, I'll just blindly money line bet every uh, Guardians game. I've, I've smushed the Guardians so hard this year. I've bet on them five times, and they're literally 0-5. They, they, they suck in the spring, and then they – see, we're talking too much baseball I don't already. Know, Enough I don't of that. I about baseball, but I fucking no. – I make money on everything. You just, I mean, I'm, I'm on nine sports books, and <laughs> I just constantly use whatever promos they will give me, and that's the, that's the formula. Yeah, um, good job. So let's talk football. We've got plenty of football talk. We've got football win season win totals to jump on before those lines move. If you have the balls for it, uh, you know, you are taking a very inherent risk uh, before camp even starts to take these over under win totals because a superstar player could go down at any moment in August. Uh, But we're here for it and we'll let you know if that happens and then we'll get to draw the week and some like we said ufc and soccer picks um 
to, to round out the show. Quick show here to, to get back into things. And let us know on Twitter at Return to Play Pod if you want any topics discussed or discussed on Twitter uh, that have to do with anything, injuries, your personal life. Uh, you know, we, we do it all here. Uh, we're, we're pretty well-rounded um, healthcare providers on this show. But we're here for the greasiness. We're here for football. And let's dive right into it. Let's start with let's start with the Steelers. Obviously, fantastic draft, A plus draft, and huge uh, upgrade at left tackle. I'll say, I'll say B plus. I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed A plus, but but I was well. No, you can never guarantee if I, these players are actually going to pan out. But for who was available at each pick, and oh, the definitely fact that we didn't the, get yeah. So the draft just isolating the draft A plus. The now biggest, it, the yeah. biggest thing that well, first of all, if those dumb bastards listened to me the past two years, we'd have freaking Creed Humphrey and freaking Tyler Lindenbaum, and we'd have two bomb ass O linemen already. Uh, but they didn't. So I mean, this one, the whole this year, I actually I thought they did enough to address the line in, in the past two free agencies that I didn't. I wasn't like they need a lineman, but obviously the way it fell, like I'm I'm thrilled with the pick. I, uh, Joey Porter, I, I was, uh, I, he, he's a weird one for me. Obviously I love the Penn Stater and, uh, you know, he has obviously that superstar potential lanky build, like freakish play ability. But I was telling people, you know, the, the, for, for the, the splash plays that he does, that can, he can and does make the, the production isn't always there in his three years as a starter, he had one interception in college. So I, I'm not sure he he might be a, you know kind of hit or miss guy. A lot of drafts were mocking him at the Steelers' original spot, which I I was not about. I did not want that at all. But but for him to drop to 32 and them to get him at that spot, I was thrilled with. So yeah, that from that aspect, I think it was a definitely a, a great draft. Yes. And meanwhile, uh, we, Lamar Jackson finally got his money. I think you know the the Ravens had to secure him at the at that position for them and obviously not as bad as the Deshaun Watson contract but the dude can't throw the football like he's not a throwing quarterback and he's only going to get older during this contract period so that running ability is is factual it's going to decline the running ability is going to decline and injuries are going to impede the next 5 years of his career maybe it's like a fifth year option whatever and I don't think they, they got Zay Jones, who is is a fast guy that's going to need the ball on the money. You know, he's not a huge dude that can go reach out for passes. So Lamar is not the kind of passer to be throwing to Zay Jones. And then and then you know exactly how the Odell situation is going to go. Oh. Uh, it's going to be fantastic to watch. I- I have a lot to touch on on these on these QB contracts, but I cannot believe what the fucking Ravens did. That was, I I, the, I thought they were smart and I thought they were doing the right thing, and uh, but they eventually completely caved. Uh, yeah, crazy. I I I disagree. I don't think I would have just let him sit out or you know taken a trade or you know figured figured something out. Because that is that is, like Steve touched on. Well, first of all, you're paying OBJ that much money for yeah. a guy that hasn't played in two years and wasn't wasn't even productive two years ago. Like that's a like, yeah, he was obviously elite six years ago. So that's a great deal if it was 
2016. But yeah, the Ravens. Uh, Ravens do you know his? Do you know? Field. I'm sorry to cut you off. You're good. Uh, Odell's career catch rate now at this point, to- total career catch rate. Do you know what it is per per game? First, no, just career catch rate, all added up. I I got to double check. I don't I don't know what you're asking me. Like all the passes attempted to him, like tar- he was targeted. The percentage, percentage. Yeah, of, the percentage of, of, of passes caught out of passes targeted. I'll say 55%. I believe it is like 61%. That's, I mean, that, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I feel like it's, <sighs> it's is it $15 million good. You want to give him to catch you know, six out of 10 passes a game. Yeah, but he's not catching a lot of check downs and, you know, Obviously, you're a lot. Of, most of your quarterbacks are in the high 60s now, but that's including dump offs to the running back or tight end or whatever. But I, so I feel like for a receiver, that's fairly average. But definitely, yeah, definitely not great or definitely not. I mean, he he he. His production prior to injury did not warrant this contract, let alone off of back to back ACLs and not playing in almost two full years. Uh, yeah, it's sixty point three percent. Yeah, that's uh. Not great, not horrible. Um, let me let me touch on so these. I'm gonna go over the uh, the 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 contract, the QB contracts for the past two years, which I didn't think Lamar, I didn't think the Ravens were gonna pay him that much. I thought he would be the one to cave eventually, um, especially like Steve said. Well, I mean, we've touched on his stats when he's forced to throw. There's a huge drop off, and obviously he's he's such a freak athlete. He's good enough to beat, you know. 27 of the 32 teams pretty much on his own just by you know out athleting everybody but not being able to finish a season the past couple years and you know one injury away from being a completely different player I think this is a horrible contract for the Ravens so as a as a Steelers fan I obviously loved that he signed it um because once those cap hits start coming in it's gonna be uh bad news but so Obviously, Deshaun. So these are these are the people like to talk about the the whole contract number, um, which Deshaun's was what two sixty. So basically, comes down to fifty two a year. But with the NFL, like you're in the NFL, you pretty much never actually make the whole amount of your contract. the The big number is the is the guarantees. So if something goes south, obviously they have more more guarantees that they'll they get for injuries, but you know, if something if you if you turn into AB and go crazy and the team has to part ways with you, or or if you just suck and you're not worth the number anymore and the team cuts you or whatever or whatever whatever it may be, the the guarantees are the are the ones that uh, really tell you kind of the weight of the contract and how that's going to affect the team down the road. So obviously Deshaun comes in at at the top, two hundred thirty million fully guaranteed. Browns were stupid then; they're still stupid now. Um, but he, you know, with the full season, the Browns should be better this year. But uh, now, so soon when those and they they restructured and, and even pushed the cap back a little bit, so his immense cap hits are going to start hitting them soon. In the next couple of years, they're screwed. Uh, Lamar comes in second place at 135 million, fully guaranteed at signing, uh, which was much more than I thought he was going to get, and that I tweeted out from the account that he was going to get. Next we have Russ Wilson, one twenty four million. So obviously that was freaking terrible off of the one year sample size. So Deshaun and Russ, you know, the, the ones that we have we have 
results from. Obviously, those both looked like failures in year one. Uh, Jalen Hurts, $110 million. So actually, Jalen coming in looking like a very team-friendly contract at this point. Uh, Kyler, $103 million. Obviously, that was an absolute train wreck. And now he's not even going to play this year. So the Cardinals are fucking screwed from that. Rodgers, $101 million. That didn't work out for Green Bay either. And uh, Daniel Jones, the, the just just to round out the the last QB contract from the past two years, and his is eighty one million. So obviously he's not in the same tier as those guys, but not quite as much guaranteed either. Um, so ba- based on the ones that we have data from, from that played last year on these contracts, like all of them were very underwhelming for the team or for their individual performances. So obviously you know when you when you have these huge contracts it 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 does hurt the team overall and eventually this crazy QB bubble has to pop so it's interesting to wonder what what Joe Burrow is going to come in at obviously he could be a dick and kind of hold out and and top Lamar um which as a Steelers fan I hope he does cuz it would it would fuck over the Bengals but I have a hunch that he and he's spoken about he wants T Higgins to stay and he wants to Work, make a team-friendly contract, you know, where his guys can stay. So I do have a hunch he might do that. So I think when it when it all comes down to it, I think he might have a a lower total contract worth. So like I'm I'm saying lower than that 260 total that Lamar got, but I think Joe Burrow might might be near him in the in the guarantees. So I would I would expect him to have less per year, but more more fully guaranteed if that makes sense and i think that would be kind of beneficial to both parties but as a steelers fan i hope joe burrow is a complete asshole and just fucking holds them and just milks them dry for everything they've got that's what i'm holding out hope for he already said he's gonna go last in contract negotiations so i don't i don't know how that's gonna play out for you but and justin herbert to be determined as well so yeah definitely a lot to uh to take um yeah that was, that then, was a uh, lot about quarterbacks yeah well one last quarterback uh jimmy g on the raiders uh-huh. and i think uh raiders over under is at six and a half hard right. to say for that right now i like i like the over for that regardless of who the who the qb is but yeah that I, the raiders dump Derek Carr to sign crappier but prettier Derek Carr pretty much. <laughs> so but the Raiders are constantly making horrible decisions. Um what's so so over your give me give me some give me some teams that you thought were winners or a team that you thought was a winner of the offseason and a team that you thought was a, a loser of the offseason. I mean other than the Steelers, another winner of the offseason. I'll give you I'll give you a minute to think about it. I want to talk about Demonte Casey, Steelers, that was their best signing. Two years, six million. The dude has always been productive in his career. He broke his wrist last year, missed the first half of the season. When he's in there, that's a steal for the Steelers, bringing him back. I think that was their best, their best signing, obviously, the, the O-line acquisitions. If, if, if Kenny can take a step forward and, and then bring in Trubisky back on an extension, I, lo- I love that move. Even, you know... He, even Rudolph, you know, they have solid backups if if uh, old Jenny doesn't work out. But I think Pittsburgh 
definitely had a fantastic offseason because it put it put depth on the on the defense reworked the entire inside linebacker room which was very underwhelming last year um the de- defense should be great offense is the line's got to be better it, it should be above average but it, i mean it can't be worse than it was obviously he's loaded with with weapons so if jenny takes a step forward the steelers should be should be back I think so. Eight, eight and a half again for their win total. I think that's the third year in a row they're sitting at eight and a half, and they've cleared that number uh, by one game every year. So why not? They're minus one fifty at over eight and a half wins. Uh, that's you got to take that out of respect. It's it's their over, team total over has hit um, pretty much every year. At least, uh, at least three years straight that I that I can think of. Uh, I don't the see thing, them getting worse, like we said. The thing, the thing that makes me nervous with it, though, is I've heard a lot of people. Uh, who's a sexy chick? Kay Adams. She was uh, she was on TV today talking about how uh, Steelers being overlooked and how good they're going to be. And like, I've heard a lot of people talk about you know having high expectations for the Steelers this year, which I, which makes me nervous because. Because when yeah. people are on them, that's when they underachieve. The past couple of years, I told you to hammer it. Past three years, you know, people were saying, "Oh, Steelers are going to suck. Steelers are going to suck," and they went over, over, over. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I am cautious with the Steelers. I might not take them just out of not wanting to mush them. Well, my so my biggest winner of the off season other than them, is sticking in Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl runner-ups, and they basically have the Georgia defense now on one side of the ball, which is pretty incredible. And they have uh, still a pretty okay offensive line. Uh, uh, Jason Kelsey's getting a little old, but still he's still going to go. And then obviously Jalen Hurts is – I don't – He's not going to regress. I, I think he needs a good system around him, though. So he needs every piece around him to be effective, uh, for him to stay effective. But like I said, they have every piece in place still. Uh, Eagles are a, a dangerous team again with 14 wins last year. I don't see them going anywhere south of um, 11 wins uh, this year. So they're they're going to be in the playoffs again and be a front runner for the Super Bowl again. So let's just let's get yeah, into the, the uh well, I got I got to give you my winner and loser. Oh, my bad. But, but yeah, I have talked way too way too much for a intro. But yeah, I I was going to say Philly as well actually. I think I mean I touched on how Jalen Hurts you bring Jalen Hurts back and I, you know he took he could have gotten more, I guess is the point I was making and they just Somehow they got better. The the Marcus Mariota signing I think is phenomenal. I I, I think he still is a quality quarterback. That can, I mean he played well in, in Atlanta last year. Obviously that team was just terrible. But if Jalen Hurts does go down, I think Mariota puts him in a position where you don't have to switch up the offense, and he definitely will still be able to win you games. Um, you know, bringing Fletcher Cox Cox, Cox back cheap, bringing Jason Kelsey back. Uh, the uh, and then you know drafting the whole Georgia D like they just get they they got better unequivocally. My biggest loser I think is Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore's 
I think they've lost a lot over the past couple of years. Basically, the defense has had a huge shift over the past two years. Lamar hasn't played, you know, full seasons lately. You know, you lose a guy like Clayus Campbell, your leader. I think I expect Baltimore to uh, to take a little bit of a step back, especially in a, in a tough division. Another loser of the offseason is the Atlanta Falcons. They have not really addressed. Uh, they have holes at every position on the team, and they use their number one overall pick for running back, which is probably the last thing you want to do in the first round as a team with a plethora of needs. <laughs> it's uh, pretty much proven that running back, you can plug and play most most guys in that spot, and you need you need an offensive line first. Second round, I see they took a guy from Syracuse offensive tackle, but only one lineman from the draft, and they had an absolutely atrocious offensive line last year. And then the rest of their picks were defense. So, you know, the, the Falcons, I would say, have not gotten better. They have not acquired anybody from free agency that I know of to make their team um better so i do so that leads me into these team total over unders i do not understand how the falcons are at eight and a half wins uh they last year had where was it at seven and ten i want to say seven and ten so where where are they getting two more wins from Uh, especially the saints have gotten uh they're going to be a little bit better this year uh, but the Bucks aren't going to be as good. They, they might get a win over the Bucks. They they seem to always split with the Bucks, but they, that's a down division anyway. Say they go three and three in their division. Um, I don't know where they're getting six more wins at on their schedule. So because uh, because they have no quarterback, it's it's uh, Marcus Mariota who they gave up on uh, in the back third of the season, and they got no they replaced him with nobody. Rid, 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 Mariota's gone. Mariota, uh, uh, the Eagles signed Mariota, but uh, Ritter's the the guy. Yeah, I mean, but I, but we were both on this. They definitely have a lot of holes. They got they got a lot of you know bright young pieces, but. No, I don't. I don't know how you how the over under is at eight and a half. I mean, well, just because this is our, yeah, this is our lock. This is our lock of the season win total um, picks. This is this is our lock. So let's. This is the only schedule we're gonna go through. Unless, unless Ritter has like a huge step forward. I, yeah, I. But how, I mean, how I is he supposed to with a shitty offensive know. line? I don't know where they're going to get wins from. I mean, yeah, he's got, you know, you got Pitts and Drake London, and now you got two quality running backs. Like, he's he's got people to distribute the ball to. But, yeah, like, they so, got defensive holes. They got O-line holes. This And this was a, a bet. Like, they they overachieved last year. You know, they won more that, games yeah. than, than they really – In the first half per, of the season. Per, performed for, yeah, if that, if that makes sense. Because this was not a team that you – that was good last year. And I don't know how they got significantly better. So let's just say they split that. Let's just say they go three and three in their division. So week one, Panthers, whatever Packers week two, they could be, they could be Jordan love. Isn't going to have his shit together by week two, probably. And he, they lost weapons as well on offense. So, okay. I'll give them a dub. So let's just say they're two and 
2 and 0 to start. Now they're at the Lions week 3 L at the Jaguars uh, L home against the Texans. Uh okay, let's give them their third win against the Texans, but that's shaky. Commanders uh it's in Atlanta. They could win that one. I'll give them benefit of the doubt. We're saying worst case scenario for our bet here. So now they're they're four and two. Uh, Buccaneers at Tampa Bay. They're going to split. So let's just give them the win. F- five and two. Titans L five and three. Vikings L five and four. Cardinals ooh. battle of the birds. Uh, six. Let's just say six and four now. Saints. We'll give them the the win for all these first ones. Uh, so seven, Jets L, Bucks again L, Panthers L, Colts L, Bears L, Saints mm. again L. So that was my best case scenario for them right there, and I got them to seven wins. Colts won't be that good either. No, but, but I mean, um, that's, that defense you, they get, they got a solid defense. That's crit. That's a Christmas Eve game. Uh well that's a Sunday but um yeah the the Colts defense in December I'll trust that over uh the the Falcons team by that point in the season probably on their their third quarterback breaking um, it breaking it down game by game is at this point is like opening a fortune cookie like yeah, we we have no idea what's gonna happen it's it's tough to do but yeah over the course of a season I'm I'm definitely hammering the under. And it's minus 110. It's minus, it's, they're not even juicing the under. So it is fishy. It is a rat line. Uh, But I am, it's just a mismatch. It's, it doesn't compute with my football brain having watched every NFL game. And and this is your PSA to buy Sunday ticket before June 6th. You get $100 off um, by, by Sunday ticket before June 6th. So lock that in. Or you're just going to have to pay more for the same exact thing. Let's let's rattle these off here. Panthers. Did you see this screenshot of Bryce Young completely engulfed by his offensive line and they aren't even in pads yet? Like the the picture was very close to a lateral shot of the line of scrimmage, but obviously the, the offensive line a little bit in front of Bryce Young and you can't even see an inch of the man behind the guard and tackle. So I do not know how that's going to work out. I understand playing in the SEC, all of those guys are similar sized to the NFL players, but it is not the same thing. It's not the same caliber of pace and athlete and all those things. So I don't see how, and the Panthers have no weapons like Adam Thielen. And then they have really no, uh, who? Oh, they got Miles Sanders, who's a good running back. But Miles Sanders was a good running back last year because everyone was scared of uh, Hertz running the ball. So you know they're they're concerned about him and they're concerned about AJ Brown. You don't have to be concerned about those things against the Panthers. So they definitely know the Panthers are going to be a run first team most likely, and I don't see how the Panthers as well get to you know competing for a 500 record towards the end of the year a- any disagreement there yeah I, I i wouldn't confidently say the under just because i mean miles sanders i think 
He was a great running back for the price that they got him, like six million a year. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe Thielen can freaking turn back the clock. I don't know. If Bryce Young plays well, they have a good defense. You know, I think they in a weak division they they could pick up some games. I definitely don't see them being a good team, but I see them being a team that could at least maybe get to five hundred type of thing. But but yeah, I mean overall I I, I concur. I'm not confident that- in that one. This uh, next one, this next one, you got. I do like Lions under under nine and a half. I think the Lions should be good, but but the fact that they're the Lions and you're expecting them to go a winning record just just I mean it just it does it doesn't happen. You know, if you hammer the under on the Lions every year, you'll make a lot of money over time. So <laughs> they definitely have all the pieces in place. You know, I will say they are in a down division uh the bears are still building the vikings are have regressed and the packers regressed big time so you know they went five and one in their division last year very hard to do Uh, and i don't know if they can they have to repeat that to get back to a nine win conversation they had they went nine and eight last year with five division wins and you know, that's going to be really tough to repeat that success uh, because now people know that Detroit, you know, who they are. They have an identity now and they have a um, a target on their back, kind of, because they do have so much hype around them. So, you know, I don't think anybody's going to take them lightly this year, uh, kind of how t- I think teams did, especially the first half of the season. They were pretty atrocious and then rattled off a bunch of wins a very streaky team. So I, that's another, and the lines moved that opened at 10 and a half and quickly moved down to nine and a half. So, and the juice is also on the under nine and a half. So I, I would grab the lines under nine and a half now because I think it will move down to nine or eight and a half uh, by the time camp starts. Uh, next, the Washington commanders, new management, New, new everything, a new quarterback and Sam Howell, right? I don't, I don't know how he is going to, uh, you know, if he starts doing bad, they'll, do, do they still have the other guy? Uh, what's his name? Heineke went, he signed somewhere else. He is not, he is okay. not in Washington. So now they don't have that that juice at backup quarterback. So they really don't have anybody besides Sam Howell at quarterback. The Commanders are not a good franchise. They don't have a good home home field advantage. They uh, very very tough division. I don't see them getting more than one division win by chance. They went two and three and one in their division last year. Uh, eight and eight last year, but again, most of those wins were from Heineke, the guy they they let go and didn't want to be their their guy. So uh, I can definitely see them getting two less wins than the previous year. I think their te- I think they are going now. New management would love to have a high draft pick as their pick, you know, next year. So I don't think they're going to be too upset. Uh, Ron Rivera, not really the guy, uh, clearly, uh, for this franchise. And really hasn't had a winning success much in his career other than when he was with Cam Newton. So 
That's going to be tough for the the commanders under there. And uh, anything else on commanders? Washington stinks. Uh, yeah, Heineke, Heineke's in Atlanta now. But yeah, I mean Washington's cards are stacked against them. And you know that division probably going to be tough again. Yeah. So lastly, the Denver Broncos under eight and a half wins. Um, ooh, they had six wins. No, they had five wins last season. So you're saying the Broncos are going to double their production, double their win success this year. I don't see how that's going to happen with uh, Sean Payton in his first year there. And they they do have good pieces. I, I guess, you know, they could get something spicy going on offense. Their offense was so fucking bad that anything is going to be better than last year. But again, that's going to be tough to get a winning record um, with that, with that defense too, that uh, very, very good, but are they going to have to be on the field again all year? Uh, Hard to say. Yeah, definitely a a step forward with Sean Payton, but that big of a step forward I, I mean I, I don't know I, that one I'm not I'm not I wouldn't confidently bet that one but I would yes. you know if, if if I had to pick one I'm, I'm definitely taking the under uh Seattle definitely won that trade uh, oh yeah the Russell Wilson trade I mean one you got G- Gino outperformed him and then they bring Gino back who did they uh they drafted a quarterback first well first of all the, they're they're loading up on picks uh, got Smith and Jigba, and uh, Witherspoon in the top five. Who did they? Uh, they drafted a quarterback later too. I think I want to say, I'll look that up. But we can go while well, while I'm looking that up. The other, the one that I put on here that I I like is the uh, the Ravens under ten and a half. I don't think the Ravens will be bad, but I like I, I touched on. I, I mean, I think they almost have to take a step back especially in a tough division. You know, the Bengals are going to run that division the next couple of years. Uh, Pittsburgh should be okay, like we talked at the top of the show. And the, I mean, the Browns should be competitive this year with, with Deshaun Watson with a, a full season, you know. So, I mean, I, I don't even think Baltimore's – they might be four, four out of four in the in the division. So – I don't I don't like that one. One one pick that I I I I, I it's tough to bet against Vrabel. I didn't think they were going to be this this high. The Titans at seven and a half. So I don't know. I figured it was going to be like six and a half or five and a half because everybody's so down on the Titans. But Vrabel, I mean, that's definitely not a good team. But one, you know, they were the one seed two years ago. Last year they were eight and three or whatever it was until the entire freaking team got hurt. Like Vrabel's, Vrabel's a guy that's tough, tough to bet against to have a losing season. I do, I do, I did want to say this at the top of the show. I forgot. Uh, one of the biggest steals of the draft, biggest steal of the draft, Deuce Vaughn. They got him in the Dallas got him in the, like the fifth round or whatever it was. That guy is Darren Sproles part two. I've been saying it for two years. He's gonna have some sort of role as a, you know, receiving back or a kick returner or something. That guy's electric. Uh. But Will Levis, where where they got him, you know, this was they you know they were projecting him maybe to go to Tennessee in the top five. 
but to get him that low in a situation where he doesn't have to come in and like he can sit out the whole season and and, and you know play next year i think uh you know steve can also attest to this but but the development he, he's basically a josh allen like prospect and that's not saying he's gonna be great like josh allen because obviously josh allen's a unicorn but from a standpoint of where he was like just has the build has the laser arm and was just completely raw when he was at Penn State, the dude—I mean, he couldn't—he couldn't beat Sean Clifford for the starting job. That's how bad he was at passing. Uh, so he just the development in his passing over the past two seasons. I know there's a lot of shit. You know, people are people are down on Will Levis and uh, making fun of him for dropping, but the dude has potential. That's all I'm gonna say. I think he's in a great situation where they'll mentor him. He doesn't have to be thrown to the wolves right away, and I, I think he has that that Josh Allen upside just from uh getting healthy and kind of learning for a year because his 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 development already has been phenomenal and he's he's playing on a bottom feeder sec team you know not not a lot of weapons around him and he was still producing i'm i'm high on will levis for the value that they got him at so fuck it tennessee over seven and a half do it (laughs) that's my other one i don't hate it uh to finish and then we'll get to draw the week here last last thing i had was i i kind of like the oh and sorry the seahawks got holton allers as their third quarterback from uh east carolina that's not uh that's not what i was thinking yeah he and that was undrafted anyway so they so didn't they I didn't don't know draft. what i was thinking no, but they they still they got Drew Locke and G- Gino Smith. But Gino's gonna be fine. He's not gonna be like total total shit. Oh, I mean, uh, if he can just but, do what he did last year, Seahawks are gonna be good. What was their total? Yeah. Another steal. The Saints got Jake Hayner, kid out of Fresno State. He that kid is a dog. He has has a chance to be a, a starting caliber quarterback. I think so. I, I thought that was a great pickup for the Saints. I think they got him in the fourth or fifth round. Um, and then uh, I I kind of like the the Broncos under again because they're out of conference games include the Bills, the Browns, the Chargers, the Patriots. Oh no, the Chargers are in division. Uh, the the Lions, the Patriots, Browns, Bills, um, Jets, Dolphins. Those are all pretty tough games out of conference. And then you're in the conference with the Chiefs. You got to play the Chiefs twice. You got to play the Chargers twice. So that's going to be tough to get to nine wins, I think, with a new, you know, all those players have to learn Sean Payton shit now this year. Like that's going to take some time. So I very much expect them to get out to a slow start. If you can find first half season uh, totals, then. I would definitely take the Broncos, really anybody with these new rookie quarterbacks too, but a new head coach here. First half season win total unders. Uh, I think that would play very well. But let's let's get to draw of the week. I think we've got enough football. One, one, give me, give me 22 <laughs> seconds. The Titans schedule, yeah, hammer hammer Titans seven and a half. I, I just sold myself. AFC South stinks. You got four games that are the Texans and the Colts who are both going to stink. And then, I mean, the Jaguars should run that division, but they're still the Jaguars. That's like, you know what I mean? Like, 
it's like the Browns or the Tex or the Lions, you know, they're gonna fuck up somehow. So yeah, Titans in a weak division, weak schedule. They'll get to that eight eight wins, I think. Yeah, I do like that. And so that wraps up the early season win totals. I should also add that my two horses that I took for the Kentucky Derby months in advance both scratched. Uh, I think we did talk about maybe one. No, that wasn't that wasn't during football season still, but the. Uh, Bob Baffert horse scratched because, you know, Bob Baffert's unsuspended next year. So he's saving that horse for next year for the Derby. And I will be hammering that horse next year, uh, Arabian night. But Forte, who I had at 10 to 1, who moved all the way down to like plus 135, plus 150. I got the such good odds on him. He scratches the morning of due to... um, a bad workout in the morning that morning of the race or some shit like that. Uh, so that was tough. So I lost all of my um, Kentucky Derby bets, but we made it back on UFC. Yeah. So just, so that's what I say with these win totals here, don't put five units, even on, on the, <laughs> the Falcons lock. Don't, don't go five units on any of these at the moment. Um, but you know, the Falcons, maybe, maybe two units on the Falcons there. And then, you know, one unit on the rest. And then you can add to it more as as we get more news and information. So that's what those are for at this point in the year. Uh, and just fun to talk about, too. These are throughout 300, 300 and free bets for signing up uh, for, during the, the derby. So I was I was throwing money on, on every horse in the freaking country. <laughs> I had that I had that Japanese horse. I had I had all kinds of horses, man. But yeah, uh, oh, I love but I had so I, I did have a little bit. I, overall, I won I won two hundred sixty four bucks. So, oh, yeah. te- so technically, technically, I lost thirty six bucks because that's that's you know yeah. I had to play my own money and play the free bets. So technically, I lost thirty six bucks, but I won two hundred sixty four bucks. So shout out to Caesars. Nice. Let's get straight into draw of the week, and we'll kind of go quick here we're already over over the time i wanted to be on but that's okay uh draw the week i got two it's inter milan at napoli inter milan coming off of a big champions league weekend they are at napoli the draw uh both teams are plus money to win on money line so uh, kind of a lower draw near near two to one but Serie A. Typically lower scoring um, and closer matches here. Two good Serie A teams. So draw there. And my second bonus draw of the week is the a battle of Ohio. It's the crew at Cincinnati this Saturday. Uh, draw there as well. Those are my draws of the week. That's the hell is real <laughs> rivalry. It's, uh, it's the, the joke is if you... Uh, you know, if you're driving from Columbus to Cincy or vice versa, all it is is cornfields and hell is real billboards. So that's why they call it the hell is real rivalry. One and, of the and uh, that's just Ohio. One of the one of the MLS rivalries that's getting getting spicy. It's actually I'm I'm on that one too. Uh, and I did wanted to drop this tidbit since since Cincinnati has joined the MLS. It is the first time they've played where they've been higher in the standings than the crew. Uh, 
Cincy actually number one overall in the entire league right now. They're uh, they're, they're hot. Uh, got a great team. Crew got a pretty good team as well. So I, I like this one to be a a tough fought draw. Uh, my my other soccer pick that I'm giving out Champions League finals. You got a couple weeks to lock it in. Um, Manchester City versus Inter Milan. Uh, City's gonna route them. Absolutely gonna route them. They're pretty much looking unbeatable. I don't know how the, I don't know how Arsenal was ahead of them in the Premier League for so long because City is clicking, which I'm sure Steve loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just routed Real Madrid in the in the semifinal. Um, Inter, Inter kind of had a had a I mean not a fortuitous draw, but they certainly have had played lesser opponents to get to the final than they could have. Definitely not near the quality that City is. Um, but if you're just betting City straight up, your odds are not great because you know every book knows City's going to beat them. But if you take the spread, you can you can lock City in at minus one. Uh, Love that. So basically, they got to win by two goals or more in regulation. It's and if plus it's one, one, you get the push. It's, it's plus one. You do not actually get the push on on the soccer ones. Oh. Well, the one that I was looking at. So you can bet. You can take the spread. They call it what do they call it? The spread draw or whatever. Where if they they win by one, yeah. Basically, you're betting them to win by exactly one, but plus one twenty for the. I mean, they're gonna win by two or three goals, if not four goals. Like City's gonna route them. They just routed Madrid, um, and Inter just they they're not gonna be able to keep up with this team. But it's, it's like pl- the Chiefs playing the current Patriots. It's it's plus one twenty. So you're you're getting. Uh, I figured that would still be like minus one twenty, minus one thirty, something like that. It's plus one twenty. So you're getting you're getting pretty those good line, bang, those, bang for those. your buck there. Yeah, I hammer hammer that one in. That's my I will hashtag be. Champions League. Hammer it in. Spread soccer spread of the week of the month of the month of the year. Yeah, I love that. I will be taking that right now because those lines as the game draws closer the match draws closer those lines will continue to go in city's favor because everyone will start betting it my other suggestion is at minus 240 that's kind of a perfect parlay number just start stuff you like just tack city on to what you like straight bets tack city on and then come june 10th you're gonna have (laughs) you know 15 units on city and then at that point you just take inter plus one and a half uh to middle the game or or you know whatever you you do something else to to hedge there but that's going to be my plan for champions league here i'm going to just start all of these playoff games you know lakers plus whatever with city uh the hurricanes money line with city uh i'm going to be doing that um and then i'll also come game time we'll have another pod for that for sure we'll do one next month at the latest We'll, we'll be back on to talk champions league final but uh let's go oh go ahead as the as the preseason rolls around and your fantasy drafts rolls around, we'll definitely get at you with all the all the you know training camp preseason injuries and all that too. Well, you still oh you're not even done. You got your parlay. I thought we were closing off. Do your do your UFC stuff. Yes, yes. To to close, I have one UFC parlay for this weekend. This is kind of a a lull of a card after that action-packed UFC Charlotte weekend. There were plenty of knockouts, two submissions, 
A lot, lot going on that weekend. It was a stacked card. And the main event for this week is Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. It was supposed to be the third to last match at UFC Charlotte, which would have made that probably the best card of the year. Uh, still was a top card. If you if you follow UFC, that was a, a banger Saturday. But uh, Mackenzie Dern, jiu-jitsu black belt, superior to Angela Hill on the ground. She opened up at like minus 135. She's now minus 180. Mackenzie Dern is. Love Mackenzie Dern here. Um, she's going to out outmatch Hill in everything except for striking. So, you know, expect this a five-round fight to drag on. And uh, and it's the longer the fight goes on, the more it's going to favor uh, Mackenzie Dern. So that's, that's the final third of my parlay here. Two fights before that in the card. Uh, Anthony Hernandez and Nick Fiore. Uh, I, I got a hot tip on Nick Fiore. I have no actual reasoning for him. And then Anthony Hernandez, 4-1 and one in his last five fights. And uh, definitely he, he's a guy that's heating up. If this was football, to put it in football terms, you know, that they're a team that's headed trending in the right direction and they're they're peaking right now. So Hernandez, Fiore, and Dern, that should pay somewhere around two to one. And and yeah, lock that in for Saturday night. Anything else to add? I think that about does it. I'll wrap it up. Just don't uh don't pass out this this UFC. <laughs> Yeah, no passing out, no no Delta 8s. Don't buy anything over the counter. If it's too good to be true, it is. And, uh, you know, with that in mind, stay healthy, America. Beautiful.